Chapter 16 Now Korah, the son of Izhar, son of Kohath, son of Levi, and Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and On, the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men. And they rose up before Moses with the number of the people of Israel, 250 chiefs of the congregation, chosen from the assembly, well-known men. They assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said to them, You have gone too far, for all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? When Moses heard it, he fell on his face, and he said to Korah and all his company, In the morning the Lord will show who is his, and who is holy, and will bring him near to him. The one whom he chooses he will bring near to him. Do this. Take censers, Korah and all his company, put fire in them, and put incense on them before the Lord tomorrow, and the man whom the Lord chooses shall be the Holy One. You have gone too far, sons of Levi. And Moses said to Korah, Hear now, you sons of Levi. Is it too small a thing for you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself, to do service in the tabernacle of the Lord, and to stand before the congregation to minister to them, and that he has brought you near to him, and all your brothers the sons of Levi with you? And would you seek the priesthood also? Therefore it is against the Lord that you and all your company have gathered together. What is Aaron that you grumble against him? And Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and they said, We will not come up. Is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness, that you must also make yourself a prince over us? Moreover, you have not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey, nor given us inheritance of fields and vineyards. Will you put out the eyes of these men? We will not come up. And Moses was very angry and said to the Lord, Do not respect their offering. I have not taken one donkey from them, and I have not harmed one of them. And Moses said to Korah, Be present, you and all your company, before the Lord, you and they, and Aaron, tomorrow. And let every one of you take his censer and put incense on it, and every one of you bring before the Lord his censer, two hundred and fifty censers, you also, and Aaron, each his censer. So every man took his censer, and put fire in them, and laid incense on them, and stood at the entrance of the tent of meeting with Moses and Aaron. Then Korah assembled all the congregation against them at the entrance of the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord appeared to all the congregation. And the Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, Separate yourselves from among this congregation, that I may consume them in a moment. And they fell on their faces and said, O God, the God of the spirits and of all flesh, shall one man sin, and will you be angry with all the congregation? And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Say to the congregation, Get away from the dwelling of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Then Moses rose and went to Dathan and Abiram, and the elders of Israel followed him. And he spoke to the congregation, saying, Depart, please, from the tents of these wicked men, and touch nothing of theirs, lest you be swept away with all their sins. So they got away from the dwelling of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. And Dathan and Abiram came out and stood at the door of their tents, together with their wives, their sons, and their little ones. And Moses said, 
Hereby you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works, and that it has not been of my own accord. If these men die as all men die, or if they are visited by the fate of all mankind, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord creates something new, and the ground opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that belongs to them, and they go down alive into Sheol, then you shall know that these men have despised the Lord. And as soon as he had finished speaking all these words, the ground under them split apart, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their households and all the people who belonged to Korah and all their goods. So they and all that belonged to them went down alive into Sheol, and the earth closed over them, and they perished from the midst of the assembly. And all Israel who were around them fled at their cry, for they said, Lest the earth swallow us up. And fire came out from the Lord and consumed the two hundred and fifty men offering the incense. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell Eleazar the son of Aaron the priest to take up the censers out of the blaze, then scatter the fire far and wide, for they have become holy. As for the censers of these men who have sinned at the cost of their lives, let them be made into hammered plates as a covering for the altar, for they offered them before the Lord, and they became holy. Thus they shall be assigned to the people of Israel. So Eleazar the priest took the bronze censers which those who were burned had offered, and they were hammered out as a covering for the altar, to be a reminder to the people of Israel, so that no outsider who was not of the descendants of Aaron should draw near to burn incense before the Lord, lest he become like Korah and his company, as the Lord said to him through Moses. But on the next day, all the congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron, saying, You have killed the people of the Lord. And when the congregation had assembled against Moses and against Aaron, they turned toward the tent of meeting. And behold, the cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord appeared. And Moses and Aaron came to the front of the tent of meeting, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Get away from the midst of this congregation, that I may consume them in a moment. And they fell on their faces. And Moses said to Aaron, Take your censer and put fire on it from off the altar and lay incense on it and carry it quickly to the congregation and make atonement for them. For wrath has gone out from the Lord. The plague has begun. So Aaron took it as Moses said and ran into the midst of the assembly. And behold, the plague had already begun among the people. And he put on the incense and made atonement for the people. And he stood between the dead and the living and the plague was stopped. Now those who died in the plague were 14,700, besides those who died in the affair of Korah. And Aaron returned to Moses at the entrance of the tent of meeting when the plague was stopped. Chapter 17 The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, and get from them staffs, one for each father's house, from their chiefs according to their father's houses, twelve staffs. Write each man's name on his staff, and write Aaron's name on the staff of Levi. For there shall be one staff for the head of each father's house. And you shall deposit them in the tent of meeting before the testimony where I meet with you. And the staff of the man whom I choose shall sprout. Thus I will make to cease from me the grumblings of the people of Israel, which they grumble against you. Moses spoke to the people of Israel, and all the chiefs gave him staffs, one for each chief, according to their father's houses, twelve staffs. And the staff of Aaron was among their staffs. 
And Moses deposited the staffs before the Lord in the tent of the testimony. On the next day, Moses went into the tent of the testimony, and behold, the staff of Aaron for the house of Levi had sprouted and put forth buds and produced blossoms, and it bore ripe almonds. Then Moses brought out all the staffs from before the Lord to all the people of Israel. And they looked, and each man took his staff. And the Lord said to Moses, Put back the staff of Aaron before the testimony to be kept as a sign for the rebels, that you may make an end of their grumblings against me, lest they die. Thus did Moses, as the Lord commanded him, so he did. And the people of Israel said to Moses, Behold, we perish, we are undone, we are all undone. Everyone who comes near, who comes near to the tabernacle of the Lord shall die. Are we all to perish? Hello, friends, and welcome to the Peculiar Podcast, the podcast where we are reading and listening to the Bible every single day in order to finish it within a year. My name is James Chase. And just as an aside, I just want to recommend doing a little bit of exercise. I have been working out for the past two and a half weeks, I want to say, and it's been doing wonders mentally, physically, emotionally spiritually even i'm i think about bible verses when i work out and and how i want to live practically and it's a good way to get away from the to-do list to because you because you, you have to focus on the workout you gotta be in the moment you can't think about what's coming up next and so i just want to recommend that to you i know we talked about the sabbath and resting and finding a hobby finding a way to get away from things so I just want to throw that out there. It's been working for me. I'm enjoying it. Maybe you can give it a try. I want to thank you for joining me in today's reading. We are on day 49 of our reading. We have read through chapters 16 and 17 of the book of Numbers. And now I'm going to talk about some things that stuck out to me. So this chapter 16 is so intense for, for no reason, <laughs> because because these, there's just this constant grumbling against Moses and Aaron. And and every time the people that grumble against Moses and Aaron, they just they just get put in their place or they they die. And and this is another instance. And it happens twice in this chapter. And the the con the thought of the ground opening up and swallowing you whole alive is terrifying just no thank you and the things like that they, they just terrify me there's another instance in the book of acts where i think it's Sapphira and her husband uh i, I can't remember this right because it just came to me but there's a husband and wife they sell some things in order to give money to the church but then they don't give all of it then they lie about it and they end up dropping dead on the spot in front of the church. And that that freaks me out. Just no, I need to and just like I need to get it right. I need to, to to not be acting like a fool and just um blatantly live in sin. Yeah, I just no. Nah, I, I can't have it. So what I thought of 
with this whole Korra situation. There's a part in verse, verses 21 and 24 where uh, God says to separate yourselves from among this congregation that I may consume them in a moment. And God is just done. He's just like, he's like, look, get away because I'm about to just take the whole, take everybody. I'm taking, I'm taking everybody down. And Moses and Aaron are like, no, like, not don't, don't hurt the entire congregation for what a couple people are doing. And God is like, all right, I'm going to take my wrath out on these few people, separate from them, from these people. And that's what everyone does because God has brought judgment on them and they have been marked as unholy, which I think is interesting because Kohath's, Kohath, uh, Korah's argument is that we're all, we're all holy. Like what gives you the right to be the leader? Why are you the leader? Because we're, we're holy and God is among us and, and you've gone too far. And, you know, why do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? And I'm thinking, in what regard? What is what is Moses doing? This, and this isn't the first time this has happened. We read about uh, his sister saying, bro, you're not fit. You're not fit to lead because you're, you're exalting yourself. In what regard? What is this man doing? He's <laughs> this man has been chosen to lead the Israelites. He led them out of Egypt trying to lead them into the promised land and people have a problem. Like <laughs> he's just trying to do what he's called to do. And I think about how God, God appointed him. He didn't exalt himself. And so that tells me that yes, every one of God's people was holy. And in the case of the Israelites, that's what it was, but they still needed leadership. And so God appointed Moses and Aaron to lead these people. Doesn't make them holy than them. Doesn't make them better. Maybe more equipped. I think of my pastor and he is a great man. And I can confidently say having been being shepherded by him for over 10 years now that he's well equipped to handle situations lead with wisdom, um, you know, not be overbearing and micromanaging. Uh, he, and he, he gives people room to grow. Uh, he, he, does a, he does a great job. Um, you know who you are, Pastor. I love you. <laughs> and so I guess the thing I want to I wanna say here is that, yes, everyone is, is holy. And Korah may have had a point, even though he came about it the wrong way and suffered the consequences for it. But uh, no one is, is, is better than the other in the church of God. And we all have different roles to play. We all have different uh, talents and giftings and weaknesses and strengths. And God uses that and brings us all together. And he calls us his bride. We call, he calls us the, the church body. And we're supposed to function together. And, and, you know, and, and reading this, like <laughs> being a, being a shepherd and leading a bunch of people, I think it was over 2 million here in this instance. It's not easy. <laughs> why, 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 why make it hard by intentionally coming against 
the leader and, and causing division. You know, if Moses was actually doing something wrong and going against uh, God's character, going against the law that they had been given, yes, call him out on that for sure. But he, was, he wasn't. He wasn't doing anything wrong. He was leading these two million plus people to the best of his ability. And I, I, I can't fault him for that. Um, but like I said before, getting swallowed up by the ground, absolutely terrifying. And the way Moses does it, he just, he just says, Hey, we're, we're going to, we're going to go out from the, the, the tabernacle. And if, and, and he says to all the people, if, if these guys just, if they die a normal death, a regular death, then, you know, I'm not, I'm not, the, I'm not the leader. I'm not that guy. It's not me. But if something crazy, miraculous, supernatural happens, then y'all, you know, then, you know, I'm, I'm that guy. And before he even finishes, finishes saying it, then, you know, he's it, the, his entire family, Cora's family and all those who were with them, they all got swallowed up. And that says to me that they, his, his family, they were innocent, but they bore the sin and the punishment of uh, their, their father, their husband. And that's very serious to me as, as a man who is trying to follow God. I want to make sure I'm the best leader that I can be, the best spiritual leader that I can be, the best example that I, that I can be. Because I know my sin does not just affect me and the choices that I make don't just affect me. It affects, you know, eventually my family, Lord willing, please bless me with a wonderful wife and children. If you do so, please. And I just want to be, be the best for them and it'll, it'll affect them. And so your sin is not about you. Even as a, as a single person, your sin is not just, it doesn't just, it's not about like you, it affects people around you. So just, just keep that in mind. Um, moving on to the second instance, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Verse 41, they, there, there's more people murmuring right after we've seen someone get swallowed up by the ground. I don't, I don't know. Is that, is that not enough for you? You, you've seen someone, uh, have leprosy, uh, you, you've seen someone get swallowed up in, in the ground and we're still, we're still complaining here. I don't help, help make it make sense. I don't know. <laughs> oh boy. So a plague comes and eventually uh, there, there's a, essentially intercession. Uh, Mo, Moses tells Aaron to take the censer and stand between the people and he does it and the plague stops. Thank God. Uh, more people didn't, didn't die. And I have no words. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm, I don't know. There's just, I read this and I think, okay, I, I need to get my act together when it comes to complaining, when it comes to just having a, ne a negative mindset, looking at, you know, what isn't right with the situation, you know, and 
And I just want to make sure I like, I'm not trying to promote toxic positivity. And if you don't know what that is, it's just basically trying to grin and bear it and not deal with the negative parts of a situation. That's not what I'm saying. If there is um, a, a death in the family, if you go through a trial, you lose a job, you get out of a relationship. Yeah, those those are appropriate times to mourn. We will get to that in a later time in the Bible. There's a time to mourn. There's a time to be happy, so on and so forth. I think there's a difference between that and constantly looking for something to be wrong or just being discontent with a situation. For example, um, I. I worked at the post office as a custodian for about six, almost seven years. And the first year it was, it was great, man. I, you know, I had a, I had a job, I had a stable income. Um, I, you know, I, I wasn't making, I was off that fast food money. I was on this government money. Um, but then after that first year was up, I, I thought, okay, you know, I want to move on to something else because I don't want to be cleaning toilets for however long. And the job was just like, no, we don't have any more positions open. So you're just going to be cleaning toilets and whatnot for however long. And I was just like, ah, okay. And, and, um, and then I was working overnights and I I had church the next morning and like, I was just getting, getting tired. And so, you know, I asked God to change my, change my shift. Cause I was getting worn out. See, there's that whole being burnt out thing. I was doing way too many ministries and then working overnight. It was getting bad, but praise God. I got a job in the morning shift and uh, I even got weekends off. Praise God. And then with the, thing and, and I was great and I was grateful. I, I really was. But I think after another year, I started to just, my, my discontentment started to grow because I, I wanted to move on to something else. I didn't feel like I didn't want to clean toilets and clean, be a, be a janitor for however long I wanted to move on to something else. And I, you know, I just really, I just really became unsettled at my job. Um, I started thinking less about, it, it was a struggle because there were times when I would just be, you know, on fire for God. I would be listening to my, my Bible and, uh, uh, listening to sermons and just growing spiritually while I was, I was working. It was, it was really great. It was, it was, it was really good because I, I wasn't bothered. No one, no one came up to me for anything really. So it was just me and my headphones and I could just listen to whatever I want. So I just used that time to grow spiritually. But then I had moments where I just got really discontent and I didn't want to listen to sermons. I didn't want to listen to the Bible. I got really sad. There were times where I was just depressed because I'm just like, I don't want this to be the rest of my life. And and, and I just felt stuck and, and, you know, and my, my mindset at times was just not great, but anybody else looking at that situation would say, you have a stable job. You, you can get back and forth to work. You can, you know, you have, you have a car, you, you're staying on top of your bills. You know, things are, things are good. Things are, things are 
things are good. Um, but just being transparent, the, the thing that I had to combat a lot being at that job for the, on the later part of my custodian career <laughs> was, was discontentment. I, I, I had to, I was listening to sermons on discontentment at times because I was just like, I got to get out of this. I can't, I can't sit in this and I can't sit and have this complaining attitude because it just doesn't do good for me spiritually. It doesn't do good for, you know, my witness, how I, I'm appearing to other people. It doesn't do good for my work ethic. My work ethic was, it wasn't great. You know, I, I had a long streak of just showing up to work late and, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not proud of it. (laughs) Um, but I I say all that to say that you, we can look at complaining and grumbling like they're minor things and that always, it's not a big deal. Like everyone complains and you know, da, 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 da. But I think as Christ followers, we have to be uh, a bit more diligent a bit more aware of our mindsets and, you know, just ask ourselves, like, is this really something worth complaining about? Or can I, can I find something to be grateful for in this situation? Can I find the beauty in this situation? And I I would, I would be confident in saying, yeah, you could probably find something to be grateful for in most situations. Again, not trying to promote any toxic positivity i i understand that there are times to be sad and embrace the sadness and 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 be down and say hey i'm i'm unhappy i'm unhappy with this situation but i think the end if we follow that through and if we don't nip that in the bud at some point it's going to affect you spiritually i'm willing to bet uh maybe you know the cora and all the other people that complained it wasn't just oh we're gonna complain today uh it it maybe it was something that was building up over time and it finally came out and the result is what we read about so i i would just say you know be be mindful my fellow christ followers just be mindful of your, your mindset and the things that you're thinking on. And to those that don't know Jesus, there's, there's something to be grateful for. And an attitude of gratitude is looking for things to be grateful. I think that takes you further than the contrary. Friends, thank you for listening to this podcast episode. Spending your time here really puts a smile on my face. I really hope that what I'm saying makes sense. If it doesn't, let me know. Let me know your thoughts, your opinions. It's it's much much appreciated. Uh, you can just leave those if you go to uh, underscore Peculiar Productions on Instagram and or Peculiar Productions on Facebook without the underscore. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Until then, thank you for listening to the Peculiar Podcast. The podcast where we are reading and listening to the Bible every single day in order to finish it within a year. My name is James Chase. Know that I love you, but Jesus loved you first. I'll see you tomorrow.
firstborn among many brethren. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified.